Hello, Data World. Uh, thank you for listening in to Data Is My Science podcast. This is episode two of Data Is My Science, uh, the show that makes data your passion. All my data lovers out there, welcome you. Uh, welcome your host, uh, data, Dapper Data. Today I am going to talk about artificial intelligence, also known as AI, the big AI. We're not talking about Ala Iverson. We're talking about artificial intelligence. So what is artificial intelligence? Right. Author Norbert Wirth, uh, a well-known artificial intelligence uh, writer and speaker, um, wrote an article in the International Journal of Market Research about two years ago and said that artificial intelligence is the intelligence exhibited by machines. In computer science, the field of AI research defines itself as the study of intelligent agents. Any device that perceives its environment and takes action that maximizes its chances or chance of success at some goal. What in the what does that mean? So to put it in layman's terms for all you data lovers, my definition of AI, of artificial intelligence, is machines with the ability to learn and think on their own. Now, there are different subtopics within AI that I want to talk about that describe exactly how the computers learn, one of them being machine learning, which really is just taking existing data and using it to make models to predict uh, various outcomes. You also have uh, subtopics like deep learning or neural networks. And this is just where, where computers are making predictions based on the way the brain works. So they're actually making predictions based on how the human brain works. And deep learning and neural networks is typically used in things like, uh, or to solve problems like handwriting recognitions or face recognitions or biometrics. You also have narrow AI and strong AI. So narrow AI is where intelligent systems, they have the ability or they've been taught to or learn to carry out uh, their own task, right? Uh, Norbert Wirth uh, from the International Journal of Market Research also said that this is what they call weak AI, where it only focuses in on specific tasks where uh, it needs to be trained to go elsewhere. Now you also have strong AI, which is also known as full AI, or um, or, uh, or or you see them in movies like Her, right, or uh, iRobot. So this has not really been achieved yet, based off of studies done out there in the uh, data data science world. Uh, so they're really working heavy to achieve something like this, right? This is something we seek but does not exist yet. That's called extreme AI or strong AI. Now, there are a couple of use cases that I want to discuss. One of them being um, how I used machine learning in um, with the NCAA bracket 
We're also going to talk about self-driving cars, um, how AI is used to make informed decisions, uh, products out there as well. Uh, also, how it's used in photos and cyber and homes and healthcare. So just to start out, uh, I actually created using uh, Pentaho, which is a Hitachi product that allows you to do machine learning and AI. Uh, it also does data visualization as well. So definitely check it out, Pentaho, P-E-N-T-A-H-O. Uh, so I took that with the NCAA bracket and I was able to use machine learning to uh, predict who will win and, and actually came out in the top 10 category of my company uh, to, to actually win the, uh, the NCAA tournament bracket. So I came out in top 10. I was, I think, number eight or nine, but uh, that's really a use case that, that people are, are using it for, right? That and trying to figure out the lotto uh, as well. Uh, but uh, another thing, another use case is self-driving cars. So autonomous vehicles uh, have the ability to uh, predict accidents or reroute you based on traffic and even assist with finding the right car for you to pick based on your previous elections and based on your driving habits and more. Uh, it, AI also helps you make informed decisions. Right? For example, will person A like product B and potentially purchase it or, or what should you buy next online recommended by stores like Amazon and Target? So there, there's a crazy story uh, that most people who are into AI know about. Right, where a man actually had a daughter that continued to receive messages from Target about baby clothes and, and other things. So the man was very furious. Right, He got upset and confronted Target about this. He went up there and said, you know what? I can't believe you're sending my daughter all these different things. This is inappropriate. My daughter is very young. She should not be getting these advertisements to her phone and to her email. So come to find out, the daughter was pregnant and Target knew about it before the father did because his daughter was purchasing items that made Target's artificial intelligence, machine learning uh, algorithms actually figure out that she was pregnant. She was purchasing things like prenatal vitamins or certain clothes in the baby aisle, things like that. So that was pretty cool, right? That, that Target was able to find that out. Probably not so cool for the daughter and the father uh, when he had that talk with her. Uh, but another way that that AI is being used is in photos. In Google Photos, Google has the ability to tell me who is in my photo. Uh, they they probably won't label them by name, but it will definitely link them together if photos look alike. So I've been having incident. Uh, it it actually shows me where if if I take a photo two years ago and I take a photo now, two different locations. It actually can put those pictures together and say, hey, look, this 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 is this is you then, this is you now. I recognize you by these features. So that's pretty cool. In cyber, they're detecting fraud and filtering spam. And in smart homes, AI is starting to help old people in staying safe. Right? Healthy, socially connected, um, and and authors from articles uh, it was an article I read a, a long time ago called users need and wishes in um, in smart homes uh, they talk about how robots 
uh, providing care and preparing meals, uh, preventing falls, right? So they're able to detect, they have fall detection floors that actually call for help in medical emergencies and, and active uh, chairs with built-in pressure systems that, 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 that actually keeps measurements to adjust cushions and seat rest as well. So there's also smart mirrors out there, right? These, these are pretty cool things. And uh, in the healthcare industry, they're, they're, they're starting to have virtual nursing and digital consultations and uh, being able to minimize relative jobs as well and managing records and other data and being able to you know, really just be more precisive with medicine as well. Now, who uses artificial intelligence in the industry? You have Google, you have Waze, you have Amazon, you have Apple, you have Facebook out there. Uh, Google helps with things like uh, all of the Google searchers and the advertisements that randomly start to appear in your emails. That's all because of artificial intelligence. So now in your emails, they actually predict what you may say in a sentence and help you finish your thought. For example, if you are sending an email to uh, dapperdata at gmail.com and you put that in the send or to line and then you go to the body of your email in Google and you say hello, if you type in the word hello and put space, I'm pretty sure the next word that they will put in for you is dapper because they believe that that's who you're trying to communicate with. So they will say hello dapper or hello whatever the person's name that's in the two line to start it out with where it actually assumes the name you are typing is either due to previous emails sent to this person or the email address includes the name itself. Um, with Waze, right, Waze is, 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 a, is a, um, a GPS that's used globally and and their maps are able to help you find where you park your car now so if you when when you park your car at a location no matter where it is you can actually put in there that you parked and then it'll help you find your car later as well um, it also helps you based off of you know when you stop moving it recognizes that hey you might have you might have got to this destination if you're going to work Frequently, it recognizes that, oh, this is your work address or this location is where you go to between these hours um, from Monday through Friday. So it automatically labels that as your work uh, destination and it'll know when you get there, how long it takes, give you some um, ideas of different routes in advance and things like that. So that's pretty cool. Amazon Alexa understands how to respond to you better now. So the more data it collects, it starts to get smarter and smarter and it's able to respond based off of your own voice uh, based off of your uh, based off of certain words that you're saying right so if you if, if you don't even if you don't specifically say exactly what you want sometimes Alexa will figure it out for you uh, Facebook so Joel Gruz from the book Data Science from Scratch. Uh, it's a pretty good read if you ever get a chance to read it. He talks about how Facebook asks you to list your hometown and your current location to make 
it easier for your friends to find and connect with you. But it also analyzes these locations to identify global migration patterns where the fan bases of different football teams live. If you can predict something like this, then you have the ability to, to figure out where you can sell more jerseys in that location. So that's pretty cool. Uh, another thing that that AI is good with is, is good with helping you track your the clicks on the web pages. So Victoria's Secret is an example. With Victoria's Secret, uh, artificial intelligence is embedded in the uh, in the, in the website. So when you go to victoriasecret.com or whatever the website is, they actually use clicks on the web page to track to keep track of what you like to view or search and offer coupons pertaining to those clicks. And also you have Apple, right? Apple uses Siri to predict what you are requesting based on if you may have asked uh, something wrong in the past, but it's similar to what you're really looking for, similar to what Amazon does. So AI is pretty much everywhere we go and it's only getting stronger and stronger in the industry. Now, I do want to talk about how AI actually impacts you. How does it impact the end user? How does it impact people that are not really embedded in, in, in data science that often? So we need to really understand the human brain and how intelligent it is and that we are building systems that mimic the human brain. So no matter how smart you are, no matter who you are out there, you have a brain, right, if you are a human. And every idea that comes out of that brain, what we're doing is they're, they're taking these ideas, they're taking these thoughts, they're taking the data that is developed. Pattern matching is key here. Pattern matching of the human brain is key. So essentially, we're just mimicking you and me and every human that's out there. And that's how we're starting to develop better AI and machine learning algorithms. And we really need to understand that working with the machine is key and not fighting against them is even better. Right? A lot of people believe that jobs will disappear. But that, and that may be true. Right. Jobs will disappear in one category, but in other areas, it will grow. And if you really think about it, how can machines actually think they need to learn, provide reasoning? They need to gain knowledge. They need to predict. They need to plan. They need to do all that. Right. But they actually think like the human brain. That's how they do it. So we are the ones that's feeding them this, this information to be able to get better and smarter. In order to do this, they need human intervention. So that's where the jobs will reside. You take the human brain, the human brain is behind the machines, and these are the jobs that will start to grow. And those are the jobs that we should start to look towards applying for out in the world. Now I will say, one thing that scares me with artificial intelligence is weaponry. So with weapons, right, this is the only fear that I think that we all should have with AI, or at least I do, because when machines start to build weapons that can make decisions on their own and are accurate, 
we should start to think about how serious this is, right? In a military environment, imagine a machine that's out there that could, and this is just a military, right? So for the U.S. military, they're not fighting against us. They're they're fighting, uh, you know, fighting against other enemies. But yeah, you take a you take an an automatic weapon that can think on its own. How how much do you trust that automatic weapon? So it's hard to really um, grasp that for me. And uh, but essentially, artificial intelligence is all about taking away some of that human error as well. So you think about cars when you have autonomous vehicles and you're driving and uh, you have a drunk driver and they can sit behind a car that's driving on their own. The car is not drunk. You know, so so you have the ability to uh, take away the error of a, a sleepy driver or a drunk driver as well. And any other mistakes that a human can make behind computers. So uh, that's it for for me. Right. And I just want to leave this this one dope data uh, nugget for you. AI is a powerful source. But keep in mind that there is a human brain behind the machine. And humans will always, and I mean always, be smarter than AI systems, at least for now. So this is your boy, Dope Data. Data is my science. Dapper Data Podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Data is My Science Podcast, uh, the, the show that makes decisions and makes data your passion. Peace. I love you. Until next time.